Hey, it's Geek Geekish. We're back for another round of our fantastic podcast. And uh, today we are doing a celebrity spotlight. And I am so excited because we actually have that celebrity spotlight with us. Right? It's, this is a first. <laughs> this is the first celebrity spotlight we actually had uh, the person actually talking with us. So you can correct us every time we say something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, joining us, we have Steve Spawn. He's the COO of Able Gamers Charity, which is an award-winning content creator. And he's an uh, internationally recognized advocate for people with disabilities. He's been featured everywhere. But, uh, you know, we kind of wanted to let Steve talk about himself. He, he's more than just an advocate. He's a human being. A lot of people forget that, especially, you know, when they hound him on Twitter or whatever like that. But, uh, Steve, how are you, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I can't wait to meet whatever celebrity we're talking to today, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. I'm ready for my new interview job. Here we go. Well, well that's one thing. Okay, if, if let's talk about that real quick. What yeah, celebrity sure. would you want to meet? I mean, you've I'm a feeling you've met a couple <laughs> celebrities, right? Uh, I mean, I, I've gotten to meet a lot of uh, cool people, you know, um, getting to work with Ryan Reynolds was my favorite so far, um, you know, getting to speak a couple times to The Rock, that was cool. Um, uh, as far as like people that I really haven't gotten to, to work with yet, it's it's really interesting in that I'm or more interested in the celebrities that have gone on to do really cool things. Like um, uh, Jessica Alba, I think is amazing because she was this actress everybody knew as, you know, oh, the super hot woman from these movies about being on beaches. And she went on to make this entire entrepreneurial kingdom of, you know, making uh, clean clean products that essentially support the earth as well and they're safe for your children and like i just i have a lot of respect for people that take their platform and then once they build it they then use it to go help the world in some way we've well, we've, we've mentioned that a lot in some of our past ones so it seems to be a uh, perennial come up with a lot of the people we talk about as we do research and as soon as you find somebody that uses their celebrity status and uses that power yeah. to help other people somehow yeah. it makes everybody feel better about it like yeah if an actor makes $20 million getting a movie, but they're using that to go do something amazing for the world, they're like, oh, all right, you, you deserve that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. So, yeah. I, I love hearing the stories about like, you know, how Prince went and helped children in hospitals, but never let anyone take photos. That was fantastic. Um, Robert Downey Jr. has been one that has spent a million dollars on uh, you know tech that has helped clean the oceans and doesn't take a bit of credit for it. Like I think like those are the ones that don't have a publicist sitting there with a photo crew just waiting here's a wonderful celebrity who's helping this cat out of a burning tree and you're like well why are there 40 photographers here that's weird it's a was lot that of money spent planted? There. <laughs> did you plant this tree on purpose gosh darn it well steve um what tell us a little bit about yourself what what do you want people hmm. to know because i mean they can google it and they can find out what you're about but we want to know hmm. steve is steve because i mean i follow you on twitter you're hilarious i'm so sorry <laughs> and i've seen you in videos and everything like that you've been part of the funhouse crew um the yep. other day you played among us with jack from rooster teeth and some yep. other crew so tell us a little bit about yourself you know uh, i like to think that i'm one of the most uh out of the box uh unlabelable people that 
or in the gaming celebrity sphere because I I try so hard to do so many different things because I think at the end of the day, right, I'm a terminally ill person, right? So my disability, spinal muscular atrophy means that I'm going to die one day uh, and there's nothing that doctors can do to stop that. That's It's going to happen. But we're all going to die one day. I just know that my clock is ticking a little bit faster than, than most people's, right? So I think I've been forced to think about mortality and the end times a little bit more than perhaps your average everyday person. And so that has made me think about things like, you know, there's a lot to do in life and I don't want to just play games. I don't want to just be wise on Twitter. I don't just want to, you know, go talk to celebrities. I, I want to be able to have fun. I want to be able to post, you know, jokes and you know silly things. I want to be able to kind of be more of the, the jack of all trades, master of none. You know, I never claim to be the best in any room. I just want to be someone who's knowledgeable enough to know when I don't know enough. And that's, that's always been my thing. Um, I have my certain wheelhouses that I can help people with and I try to do that and somewhere along the way a lot of people started following me and I'm still not sure why because my <laughs> jokes are really bad um, but yeah people seem to laugh and uh, you know I, I think there's a bit of heartwarmingness to being able to make people laugh and feel something inside at the same time especially nowadays which is uh, something the world needs so yeah. you're, you're a shining light <laughs> I appreciate that yeah, we we definitely do a lot of things where where dabbling tends to be a, a very big thing because no matter what walk of life you're on there, if there's stuff that you like, not everybody has time to dive head on anything. You right. can't memorize every line of a movie, memorize the actors and directors from movie. You can't memorize every cheat to every console game that comes out. So I think that the idea behind that saying I think if everybody just does what they can and tries to enjoy everything as best they can, it makes for a good thing all around. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Enjoyment is, is one of the things we don't think about. It's something that I've talked about at work you know, with my bosses a lot of times is, is people have somehow taken fun as if it's some sort of dirty word that you're not really supposed to talk about having unless you're like goofing off and not doing anything with your life. And it's like, well, why can't you have fun while you're doing what you're doing? Like, there shouldn't have to be this in-between part where, you know, either you're having fun or you're at work or you're having fun or you're having a serious discussion. Like, my closest friends, I absolutely love telling them how important they are to me at the exact same time as I'm making a small joke about cutting up on them or a self-deprecating joke on me. Like, it's, it's, you know, it, it, to me, that rings more of sincerity than when somebody goes, you are my inspiration for getting to the grocery store today and putting on pants. And I'm like, great, I put on pants. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> we all thank you. We all thank you. Yes. yes. Thank you for wearing pants. You're welcome, man. Yeah. If you, if you didn't know the reason you put on pants this morning, it's because of Steve. So it's true. It's true. Listen, I put on my pants the same as every other person on this planet with a team of people. So, you know. <laughs> so uh, you have Eevee, is that correct right there? Is that what I see? <laughs> that is my Eevee, yeah. That's my uh it's my anti cat device. Um <laughs> for 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 the the viewing audience is my kitty, uh Aww. who uh, a thirty six pound ball of white fluffy love. Uh but did, did you say thirty six pounds? Thirty six pounds. Yeah, oh, yeah. We wow, we weighed him at yeah, no, no, we weighed him at a vet like two years ago, and he tipped the scales. He's a big, like, you know how you hold a baby with a stinky diaper, like, out under their arms and out away from you? Yeah, you hold him like that, and uh, he will be, like, down past your shins. It's ridiculous. Dang. <laughs> yeah. That's a giant so, cat. <laughs> 
Oh, it's ridiculous. There, there's there's so many pictures, especially on my stream, um, of this cat just getting into my arms. And before I would put a little figure here, he would just get into my arm in the middle of camera time, kick the mouse out of my hands and wrap oh. his paws around my wrist like, and you're mine. And I'm like, okay, this is adorable, but also now I can't move. So great. Everybody, you're like, I'm losing because of the cat. Everybody's like, sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, like you can see the cat literally. They're like, uh-huh. Yep. Like, all right. This might be the first ever functional Funko I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I know. It actually serves a purpose. And I like changing them out. Just, uh, it's funny because I had a Ryan Reynolds one here for a while, Deadpool and whatnot. And, and people are always like, is that is that like a product placement? I'm like, no, I'm defending myself against my cat, my overly needy cat. <laughs> Awesome. By product placement, you mean I purchased this at a store a couple weeks ago, and yeah. I have it now? Yeah, sure. <laughs> right so, maybe you should reach out to Funko and say, hey, I got a new tagline for you. It's an anti-cat device, so it works yeah. great. Yeah, I want, I want royalties from your new anti-cat line. Uh, <laughs> cats are not so good at figuring out how to pick things up and move them out of their way, so it really helps. <laughs> so are you, did you pick Eevee currently right now? Are you a Pokemon fan? This is one of my uh, gifts from one of my friends for Christmas. Um, oh, nice. he, uh, he, so my Eevees are my favorite Pokemon, um, and I got uh, I got this one. Uh, like a lot of them, I think I've only actually purchased like two Poke two um, Porg uh, creatures, and and one one. I think I got one Iron Man. Other than that. All the other ones were gifts. And people just are like, well, you always have one, so here's another one. It's like, all right, well, cool. <laughs> You're a collector by proxy. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like they always say you can pick your hobby. Like, America picked my hockey, so my, my hobby. So, I'm, all right. I do this well, now. I, I'm sure many of those people are probably jealous of your collection now, too, at this yeah. point. <laughs> I, I'm going to need, like, a, like, an addition on my house if it keeps up at this rate. Just pump We that struggle. No. I have one room downstairs that is almost floor to ceiling shelves on one wall of them. And oh, God. <laughs> keep telling myself, I don't buy any more. And then there's a new series that comes out, and you're like, I don't even want this, but I, I, need, a, I need the whole set. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I'm buying this right now, but I need two of them. <laughs> it, so I have Steve, to explain it to my daughter of look. keeping things in boxes, because I've got all mine still in boxes, because mm. I am neurotic about it now. And she, when she was younger, would actually save me the boxes from her toys to give to me because she thought I just really liked the boxes they all came <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Aww, That's adorable. <laughs> yeah, until they until they look at them and go, why, why aren't you playing with your toys? Because I have a whole like collection of Overwatch mm. ones, and I had them up, and my daughter was the same way. She's like, can we play with those? I was like, no. Uh, no. <laughs> why? I was, I was like, don't touch it. It's a collector. You're trying to explain depreciation value to like a two-year-old, and you're like, all right, well, look at yeah. this chart right here. You can see. <laughs> doesn't work that way. <laughs> now, so, as far as, oh, go ahead, Derek. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, as far as, like, fandoms go, uh, is there <clears> any <throat> particular fandoms in your life that have really, uh, I don't know, shaped your life or just be is one of the ones you're the absolute favorites of? Like, yes, there is, if I see this movie, I will sit, stop and watch it beginning to end, or I can't go wrong with a certain fandom or anything like that? <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's always a, a funny question to me. I actually put out a, a tweet um, in the beginning of December saying that if I was you know, going to live through the pandemic, you know, some, one of the things I'm going to try to work better at, and I think all of us honestly should work better at, is figuring out 
a thing that you want to do and, and target it and go after it. And well, for me, that was, I would really like to work with Marvel in some capacity because, uh, you know, everyone sort of takes what they want out of fandoms. I truly believe you, you, the reason the fandoms are, are so great is because we each see what we need in them. So maybe someone loves, you know, an attack on Titan or loves a DC comics. You, you see a part of yourself or you see something missing from your life and that fills that part, you know, that resonates with you somehow. And for me, it has always been the anti-hero and, and that to me, that, that archetype of, of a, a hero who doesn't necessarily want to be a hero, but just sort of ends up there somehow. And no matter what they seem to do, ends up back there. That kind of has always been uh, something that has resonated with me. Um, something that I've, I've said many times and, and continue to say is my favorite quote in the world was from Stan Lee, who said, you know, the person who helps others simply because it should be or must be done and because it is the right thing to do is indeed without a doubt a superhero. And to me, that has always been something that has kind of lived in my brain that we tend to celebrate celebrities we tend to celebrate you know wwe stars or football players or soccer players but you know the superheroes are the people who go to their grocery store and do their stocking job in a grocery store during a pandemic or the volunteer firefighter who literally would rather be doing anything else than jumping into a burning building because they feel like they can save some lives those kind of people you know um i I liked actually making fun of, in a way, in the Deadpool movies, they they have this uh, moment where one of the characters says, you know, everybody thinks that being a superhero is, is all the time job and you, you brush your teeth as a superhero and eat your vitamins and all that. And you know, but it's only five or six moments that make you a hero. And then they made it into a joke and I was like, it's a great joke, but it's also funny because it's so true. You know, you can be a superhero. We all can. We just have to figure out our place in the world to do it. Mm -hmm. that, that right time and place and where the, the selflessness truly comes out in people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You have to figure out where, where can you make someone, you know, be a hero. Um, and I would say, you know, this, this, the strangest superpower no one ever thinks about, which, you know, you two obviously do as, as a hobby. And I'm guessing, you know, one day you're, when you're going to be on daytime television is, is making people smile. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's a superpower. And, you know, you, anytime you can just make someone for a moment, forget about their worries and their fears and, and what's going wrong with the world and just make them smile about something, you have in fact touched that person's life. And so I encourage people all the time, just, just do that, go out, reach, make someone smile and you've used a superpower today. Congratulations. <laughs> That's awesome. That's actually a great way to look at that. I mean, that, that'll work great for the kids too. I mean, you know, when they're having a negative day, just mm -hmm. tell them that. Yeah, that's a, that's amazing. I, I <laughs> that hits right in the feels for me right there. <laughs> I, uh, when I, I, I it, it it fits really well in like not not trying to blow any smoke anywhere. But when I was younger, I went through chemotherapy and I was in a, a childhood oncology thing. And I was yeah. seventeen and doing all kinds of open heart surgery stuff. But I was going through this program in this building, and the entire thing was full of kids that were four years old, six years old, eight years old, going through these 
illnesses that a lot of them weren't going to make it through. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. some of the charities that came through and did stuff that people would badmouth. Oh, what's the point of that? Why don't you try and solve something? That they could come in and give give these kids something to do, something to look forward to, something to hope for, and their entire demeanor would change because, yeah, they might have some horrible disease that was taking them apart, but there was something fun that they were going to do coming up, and that was what they focused on. And it was just, even as a 17-year-old who's a smug teenager could see that and go, wow, <laughs> that means a lot to be able to give somebody that little glimpse of, of hope, for lack of a better word. It does, and... Here's the the interesting part I always think about when we talking about, you know, each other and being able to suss everything out about someone is you're not going to be able to know their entire life story in a glimpse, right? So even someone who has a high profile who can be, you know, read on Google or you have a bio or Wikipedia page, it doesn't matter. You don't know everything about them. You may know certain facts, certain statistics. Maybe that's something. But in that one story, I learned that you've been in the hospital. I've learned that you've had medical challenges in your life. I've learned more of your backstory in three sentences. Mm. And we all have those. Every single one of us is currently writing our own story. And at some point in time, a lot of us forgot that everyone else has that story that's currently being written, that they're currently trying to write. And maybe they're currently struggling with how to finish out a chapter, or maybe they haven't figured out how to turn the page, as cliche as that is. Maybe they just haven't figured out exactly how this should go. And so we kind of downplay where our discoverability is of each other. Maybe you're going through something hard and maybe this isn't all an act. Maybe you're not actually happy. Maybe you're just putting on a good face because you have to do a show right now. Or maybe because you have to go to work or you're nine to five. Maybe you're pretending like you're okay and you're not. And we kind of forget that other people might be in that same situation. So when when I talk about being a superhero and something that kind of runs as a current through all of my philosophy teachings is to always be empathetic to everyone else always understand that not only might someone be going through something way worse than you but maybe they're going through something that you can't even tell they're going through right now sound advice for everybody God, that's a that's amazing this this is great. This, you know, when you, when you put that tweet out there saying, "Hey, you want to be part of podcast?" I was like, "We need to get this guy." So I'm, so, I'm so glad you came on here because I mean, no. you you're speaking, you know, from experience, but you're also you're speaking from truth. You're helping yep. out, and hopefully, people listen to it and actually take something from what you're saying. Because right now, I mean, the past year sucked. <laughs> you know, you did, yeah. Um, and oh, this no. year is kind of rough in the beginning. So, I mean. Everybody, no matter, you know, even the people who have the Fortune 500 companies that are like, oh, you know, this pandemic hasn't affected me, can still learn from what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's the lack of empathy in the world is something that we can all begin to work on in our own ways. You know, people always say they want to change the world, but then they're like, well, changing the world is really hard. And it is. Speaking as someone who has spent quite a few years trying to change different parts of the world, let me tell you, it is hard work. But... There are small things you can do right now, and when you hear someone like myself who fancies themselves to be, you know, a, a life coach or a, you know, a purpose coach or whatever the cool new phrase that millennials are using now, just um, <laughs> you know, uh, you you just want to do small changes. So focus just a little bit more about being empathetic. The next time you get angry at someone or you're mad at someone, stop for just a second and think whether or not 
not if you are justified to be angry because you can always justify your own anger but think about the other person and think is there a reason that they're acting like this the amount of trolls that i've had on twitter who yell at me for doing various things who i've been like hey you know uh i don't know what's causing you to, out, to lash out like this and you know that it, it must be rough and i hope you're gonna be all right the amount of people who have been like wow i didn't actually think you would respond i was just mad and just wanted to yell at somebody you know thanks mm-hmm. hope you have a good time the amount of people is we'd well, be startled it's it's probably one out of ten maybe two out of ten it's 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 more than you would give the internet credit for and i say that not as something that everyone out there listening should do engaging with trolls takes spoons um and that is not something all of us have um but uh, if you have the spoons to do that uh it's interesting to kind of flip it back and be like hey i don't know why you're being like this but uh you know it's not cool and uh i hope you do better and it's amazing how many people will just stop their course and be like oh crap I find that a lot with social media too. That there's there's something about it that people will just spew out whatever comes to mind, how horrible it is. But the second mm. they even put together that there's another human being on the end, suddenly, not all the time, but a lot of the time, it will de-escalate. So they, oh yeah, well I I, I just meant this, and I, I don't know where. It, the line got crossed in the last decade or so when the idea of even self-deprecating humor and making little jokes at people is funny, but it, it crossed this line and said, let's make a little joke about something to let's just rail somebody and t- call them names and horrible things about them. And it's a big joke. Right. Like, mm-hmm. no, no, making somebody feel bad. is not funny. Making a no. joke is funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's exactly true. I mean, um, you know, Nega Oryx and her amazing uh, slam of a troll yesterday that went around twitter for you know half a million likes and whatnot you know she's amazing um, was, that the, was that the one about the colored thong question yes yes mm-hmm. that yeah, was that was a real good blowback oh she's so good she's so good and and that's the reason that that tweet is going around because people recognized how good that was but it's it's amazing how often you can hear the same thing resonated in different language you know in in politics you you hear about how you know the tensions have escalated to the point where it's you know either one side or the other side and you can hear in conversations where people are like you do, do you feel like you have to put an exclamation point at the end of everything and or, or else you're underselling yourself and people are like yeah it is weird i do have to put exclamation points in and we've kind of kind of driven driven up our passions and and our our lives to the point that everything has to be a 10 and believe me i am not a stranger to being vocal about politics on twitter about social justice i'm an advocate and i'm a fighter but at the same time there's definitely something to be said about for whatever reason and i think the pandemic's a large part of it we're all just sitting at a solid base level of nine at all times Mm -hmm. like it's like you know you get a paper cut and you're like oh my god i'm gonna murder this paper company it's like (laughs) calm down tap dancing through the (laughs) minefield right (laughs) yep well, touch back real quick. You said you wanted to become part of Marvel, right? You wanted to do something do. with Marvel. What, what would you want to do with them? Would you want to act with them? Would you want to write? Because you, you've written some sci-fi books too, right? Would you go into maybe a story arc or something like that? And I, I and and I think that was well the hardest part about the ask was it wasn't a very specific. Just that I'd like to work with them. And you know the the truth is that I'm just busy doing my life. I'm not going to be able to you know stop what I'm doing here and go and uh, become a, a Marvel movie writer as much as that life does sound fun. Um, 
you know, but I'd love to have my hand in something. I'd love to help them come up with a new cool character or get to write, you know, my, my friend Gary Witta got to do, you know, the Joker uh, comic for its uh, anniversary. And I, I think that would be very cool to get the honor of, you know, even being uh, a co-writer in something like that. That'd be neat. Um, you know, I, I I have written a couple of books and a couple of uh, under pen names and, you know, it's fun to do. Um, I I don't always know if I have the patience for it because I always get to where I'm like 80% of the way through it and I'm like, okay, I want this to finish now. It's like, <laughs> and it's, it's obviously like every comment I've gotten on every book I've ever written is always like, this was a really good story until like the last four chapters and it just felt like you were just done. I'm like, I was. I was like, I'm done, done with this idea. Moving on. This goes right back to the Jack of all trades talk. Like I want to yeah. write a book, mm-hmm. but I don't want to devote the next three years of my life to writing yeah, exactly. one. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's after two and a half years, I'm done. That's on to the next thing. <laughs> well, you can cross that off the list. Still, we're good with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if you're not if you're not writing books, you know, if you're yeah. not streaming, because I mean, you have an active Twitch. So, if you're not, you know, twitching <clears throat> out there and you're not tweeting or doing anything for charity work, what else are you doing? What what is Steve, what what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I am constantly trying to find new ways to make uh, you know the world a, a better place in more than just a, a way of saying it. I'm trying to figure out small ways that I can figure out how can I help. And and one of the things that I've been doing lately has been to do my youtube channel and sort of have these philosophies where i've done videos talking about you know uh, lack of empathy being in the world how to deal with toxic friendships and i've really kind of been driving more towards that uh way of leaving videos that people can can watch and, and look and it's weird because pivoting from gaming you know into a life of, of philosophy is not exactly a turn that most people would expect. But I feel like at the same time, gamers get a very bad rap for all we care about is gaming. And all we care about is, you know, geek related things, as I'm sure you guys get a lot. And it's like, but actually I'm a three dimensional purpose a person who has a lot of purposes, a lot of desires, a lot of dreams. And, you know, I think everyone out there is too. So I think that the same person who rages at, you know, Call of Duty when they get murdered 12 times in a row probably also has some interest in various topics of philosophy or how to be a better person, how to solve their relationships, you know, things that they could use help with. So I kind of have started to make that turn into somebody who can kind of talk that way. I have a great respect for like a John Cena who just basically uses his Twitter as a way to put out, you know, Cena-isms or whatever you want to call it, where he just tweets out a wise thing a day. Like, I think that's just cool. Uh, and it's it's something that I, I am very much striving to do is, you know, again, one of my undercurrent things has been how much good can you do in the world before your time is up? And my determination is just to push that number as high as possible. That's fantastic. And I, I would feel, too, if you're coming to like the philosophy side of it, being able to come at it with all that background of having the interaction with the gamers and the gaming background, yeah. I feel like it's a new audience you could give them a little more insight to because when you have somebody that talks about that's coming from academia world and somebody that's been studying philosophy since they were sophomores in high school went to two or three colleges, they start spouting <laughs> stuff off. You're like... Yeah, that's fine and dandy for you. That's uh, nothing about my life. Cool. We're on. <laughs> so you get people that can relate a little bit. And, oh, yeah. I, I, and, and same thing you probably know with dealing with how many people uh, you've mentioned so far. You know how to deal with a lot of the gamer crowd, too, and how to actually mm. talk to them, speak with them, and have a conversation without 
putting them off from your first two sentences. <laughs> I like to think I know how. Whether or not I do depends on my mood of the day. Whether or not I'll grab the sword or the Nerf bat. But, uh, you know. <laughs> it's like a flip of the coin. We leave, we leave a little chance. It keeps things exciting, right? And yeah, you gotta, you gotta mix things up. You gotta keep that spice of life, you know? <laughs> Can we use that as our mantra now? The sword or the Nerf bat? Like, right, take it with get, my blessing. Yeah, we'll, we'll take down the live, laugh, love and make that the sword of the Nerf bat type of thing. <laughs> I think that'd be great. I yeah, like this I, idea. I like it. <laughs> well, and, and I think you nailed it on the head is, or hit the nail on the head was the whole, you know, we are more than what our hobbies are. You know, yeah. we are more than what we're portrayed. You know, growing up, mm-hmm. I was always the geek with glasses. And then I kind of branched out from that. And, you know, Bino and I had the problem when we first met, we both thought this one dimensional thing of each other and we mm. didn't like each other when we first met. And then when we actually talked to each other, it was like, oh, hey, you know, we actually get along. And I think <laughs> yeah. that's one thing that's fantastic that you're doing, especially, you know, with the all the videos and even the Twitch streams that you're doing is you're reaching out to other people and, mm. you know, talking with them and not necessarily just about the game. You're actually just talking to them as a person. And I think that's fantastic. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I'd like to think that we all know that we're more than games. And I think we're also slowly as a community of people, just, and I'm talking about the entire internet in general, starting to figure out that there are bad faith actors out there. There are people who don't want to be reached. They don't want to learn lessons. They don't want to become better people. They want to troll and they want to hurt people's feelings. And I think we're getting better at recognizing who those individuals are. Uh, one of the things that I've, I've definitely seen is across the field, especially in advocacy, are advocates burning out because of people who just relentlessly push toxic narratives. They come after you constantly. Everything you do, there's something wrong with it. And it is 100% coming from those people who don't want to see you succeed. The more noise you make, the more people are attracted to coming to mess with you, being able to have that platform to make the noise. And it's unfortunately something that you have to just uh, be okay with when you're out there and you're advocating for the things you love about. And sometimes I think people will make a turn on that and they'll say something like, well, you know, I don't get paid to be an advocator. I'm not an advocator. And I, I can always push back on people like that. So the label advocate gets put on people like me because I'm constantly out there advocating for one thing or another. But there's no, there was no degree. I didn't go to advocacy school. There was no graduation ceremony. No one threw me a bouquet. You know, there's nothing like that. Uh, you know, it just was one thing I woke up and I decided that, you know what? I'm going to fight the world and, you know, <laughs> let's try to change some stuff. And it's, why not, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost a sad thing when trying to help other people be better human beings is considered advocacy. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, so why, why, can't, uh, why can't all of us just go out there and be advocates in our own rights? You know, why, you know, why can't you advocate for the things that you truly feel passionate about and for the things that you want to change and see changed in the world? And the answer to that question is there is no reason you can't do that. And you should. And so sometimes people will be like, well, I've only got 100 Twitter followers. It's like, well, great. If two of those Twitter followers hear your message and they go out and they take it and they start spreading it and one of those successfully spreads your idea to someone else, then you're an influencer and you've mm-hmm. just influenced some people. And who knows how far that ripple effect can go. Uh, I've had tweets I've thought of for an hour 
and it's got four people to like them. I've had ones where I've done it off the cuff and I've had, you know, 100,000 likes. There's no way to know how much effort you put in something is going to pan out. You just take your shot and then, you know, go from there. Um, there's a there's a really, really great, great quote um, that I heard from Tony Robbins not that long ago. That is, we are rewarded in public for the things we practice in private. So if we continue to do things, we continue to practice, continue to be better people at whatever we're trying to do, you're going to get that reward out in public. You're going to see that in the public's eye. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you want to be someone who's beholden to the public to know whether it succeeded or not. Maybe your message was heard and maybe people are doing behind the scenes conversations where they're saying, did you see when so-and-so said this or that was pretty cool? I wonder if I should do something like that. You just never know. And you have to go on faith that what you're saying is is right enough that it's somebody's truth. What I'm going to take out of this conversation today <laughs> going forward that I, I really like the resonate too of the fact that breaking it down into chunks, almost little pieces of here, how's something I can make better. Mm-hmm. We're not all going to wake up tomorrow and solve world hunger and nope. end political turmoil, but Mm-mm. just a little something to make somebody else smile, make somebody else's day better, make somebody else's life easier. Just little tiny pieces that are actually attainable goals that you can build off of and those ripple effects can have pretty amazing effects. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, Steve, I got, I got to say that, you know, thank you so much for joining us. I know we're getting yeah. to the end here. Um, and, you know, to take time out of your day to talk with us, to inspire, you know, not only us, but everybody. Like you said, even though if it's two people and they just start talking like, oh, hey, on the Geekish podcast, this guy was talking philosophy and jokes and everything like that. It's great. And then your message gets out there. So I'm, I'm glad that we could help. Yeah hopefully get your message out there oh hey i really appreciate it and you know um i had my my wonderful manager jane come and talk to these great guys and you know the one the one thing that i wanted you know i always ask her to convey to anyone i'm talking to is that i never care about numbers so a lot of times people will be like you know oh we have this many viewers this is how many we have on spotify apple blah 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 i don't particularly care about that because and i don't have a publicist who yells at me for you know doing what i want to do i literally just try and go by my own moral compass and that's sort of something i continue to encourage people to do is you know you know what your own north star is you have people you idolize use them as your north star does it feel good to do this thing and do you feel like you're helping is what you're doing hurting anybody no well then go do it if it only helps five people that's five more people that were helped who cares if it's five or five hundred thousand amazing preach on to that <laughs> well and we'll throw up a blog too with your uh you know twitter handle and your twitch stream and everything like if people want to find you more they can definitely do that but uh you know thanks again so much for for joining us it, it was yeah. it was a pleasure it was an honor thank you for giving me the time to blab on about people needing to be better to each other for a while <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's a message that the world needs more of so <laughs> we will learn about steven and we learn to be better people i call that a win that's like a two it's, it's a huge win it's a huge win uh, thanks, guys. All right. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. Have a great day, Stephen. All right, so we're going to learn more about Stephen Spawn. He's all over the place. He's got a YouTube channel. He's got Twitch streams. He's got Facebook. got YouTube. Go look him up. He's got some phenomenal stuff that just about anybody can learn something from. We'll also hit it up on the blog, and you can uh, comment what you think at Get Geekish or go to GetGeekish.com and get a link to all this stuff directly. But I want to thank again for having him out today, and thank you for spending another uh, half hour or so with Get Geekish. Yeah. Have a great rest of your day and then go and inspire. Like, seriously, listen to this message 
and take it. I, I, I honestly like feel uplifted right now for some reason. I know, like, right? <laughs> I, f- I feel so good. I feel, I feel like I'm walking on air. 